Hello and welcome to the Potter's Podcast Christmas Special. Hello. <laughs> I'm dead excited. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. So, have you had your turkey yet? Yeah? No. Have you had your new socks yet? Yeah, I've had my new socks. I opened them up in the morning. <laughs> like I was like a little child getting out of bed. I bet you had posh socks, didn't you? Oh, we had, yeah. Pringle. Pringle all the way. <laughs> From Matland, two for one. Some Cone Island socks. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of coat island. So what have you been treated to? What have you had? Uh, I've had a new coat, a nice drop of single malt. Oh, oh. Some aftershave and stuff, so usual into every year really. It sounds a bit downbeat. Yeah, well you don't get all the big presents anymore, do you? I'm excited, aren't <laughs> you? Well, a new PlayStation or something. <laughs> no, you don't get the same, but that comes with age. That comes with age. You can just go and buy it any other time. I know, yeah, you can just buy it now, don't you? <laughs> you, don't, you don't get it. So plus, like, parents, like, parents haven't got a clue what buy young, like, 30 year olds do. What do you get them? It's like socks, pants, because basically they've never bought socks and pants. I wouldn't even know where to start. That sounded a bit arrogant there, though. It's like I just started wearing 50s on. I'll buy one of them. Yeah, I'll buy one of them. New car, how oh, easy. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Passing over your wallet. Must be doing well in the plastic industry, that bloke. <laughs> Yeah, so it's Christmas special. Welcome. I've, I hope you've had a good Christmas so far. This has gone out on Christmas Day because it is Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's some delay with it. <laughs> Unless there's something wrong. Yeah, it's great, it's great time. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I've had a couple of mince pies, had a couple of sherry's, had my Christmas cigar. Christmas cigar. I always have a Christmas cigar. Me and my dad, a bit of single malt. Like that. You've got to, aren't you? I like what a little drop of Baileys in the morning, I do. Oh, not Baileys. Oh, yes. Oh, it's a bit common, though, isn't it, Baileys? A bit common? It's a bit common. It's 15 quid a bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't might be drained out with it. <laughs> no, who's talking posh? <laughs> well, like I say, we've had a good Christmas. This is the Potter's Podcast Christmas Special. First Christmas special. Yeah. Because we haven't been running this long, so we decided to make a bit of an effort. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's been an eventful start, hasn't it? Well, it's hard, yeah, we're all excited, we're all a little bit tipsy. <laughs> full of, I'm full of tea, can't believe, what time do you have yours then? Yeah, we have ours a bit later, just end up like snacking a bit all day, to be fair. With the chocolates and top around. Like at the table, all over the place. Yeah, Bailey's, <laughs> well, two more than Bailey's. <laughs> Is it mint cream? Can I have half a turkey? <laughs> Can I have a leg? <laughs> can't, we would have given out four. <laughs> I always remember someone saying that on Christmas. Who wants a leg? I'll have a leg. Who wants a leg? I'll have a leg. Who wants a leg? How many bloody legs? He's just got a leg an octopus and a turkey. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. We've never done this before. This is first Christmas special. This is first special, really. So it's the only ever positive podcast we've done because we've been garbage. That's because we're not talking about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are slightly. Yeah. Uh, so what we're getting into this week then? What we're doing then on this Christmas special? I've got some questions for you. So it's question time. Yeah. Not just story time. We're question time as well. Well, we'll go in first with the people before we do my quiz. We'll come in with the. Uh, with the guest specials we asked for some some uh, feedback from fans about uh, Christmas time quotes and I didn't and for some reason they decided to just send questions <laughs> so we've got one here from Peter Holland 85 and he's asked is Die Hard a Christmas film yeah old I'd say it is I heard the credits I know exactly, but there's a lot of people who don't think it is I think it's definitely a Christmas film well, it's Christmas uh, on the film. 
I know, but it's Christmas. I know, but a lot of the people don't. It's like what it's on the edge, isn't it? People don't think it is. People think it isn't. Because Santa isn't on it. Well, there's a bloke who's got a Santa hat on. It's a Christmas party, isn't it? Downstairs. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a Christmas film. They're all Christmas talking, film. talking nonsense. The second one's got snow on it. <laughs> the second one definitely is a Christmas <laughs> film. Snow on it. And he's, he's asked another question here: Is the third one a Christmas film? I can't even remember the thing. No. Is that the one where he runs up and down that skyscraper again? A different skyscraper? No, the third one's where it's all over the place, all over Los Angeles, I think. Is it? And he's, uh, he's after oh, the he's first one's then. brother. Yeah. The first villain's brother. Yeah, I know which one it is. It's the one with Samuel L. Jackson then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not very good. That. It's not very good at all. And uh, we've got another question here. Uh, do you prefer turkey or nut roast at Christmas? Neither. I'm off for a beef. Oh, that's just miserable, that is. You it's have to too have dry you have, you have turkey at Christmas or, or whatever that is. What's that? Nut, nut something. Do you know what I said? If someone said it was suggestion, everyone would always do it. Do you know what I mean? So for one point at Christmas, someone's gone, yeah, we've got to have turkey. And that's it then, it's stuck. I mean, some people have goose, don't they, and stuff like that now. Well, I like a bit of goose. Yeah. I do, I do like a bit of goose. I love I love a bit of pheasant as well, to be honest, at Christmas. Yeah. Know, now I'm sounding so proper posh, aren't I, now? Yeah. That's right, posh. Oh, we like a bit of pheasant. Yeah. <laughs> that vegan pigs and blankets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen them. Well, I, another one that people have been talking about is the Aldi one. I thought that was exciting until I tried it. Oh, the footlong yeah, thing. Yeah, the, foot, the two footlong. It's horrible. Yeah. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. I, I bought one and thought, go on, I'll try it. It might, be, it might bug it out at Christmas Day. And I thought, go on, I'll try it now and see if I like it. It is vile. It's because it's, it's like, been in a freezer since 2010 Christmas. That's what I'm, It's <laughs> vile. It tastes like a crap frankfurt ticket. It's old. With bacon around it. It tastes old. Oh, it's not for me. Not for me. The thing is, what makes me laugh with pigs and blankets, you don't see them all year. But then at Christmas, you go to the supermarket and there's eight pigs and blankets for three and a half quid. Well, I'll tell you what you I like. You think it'd be cheaper just to make your own? I'll tell you what I like, the Chipolata ones. They're, the they're ones. lovely. Yeah. It's like a little sausage, but with the finger wrapped round, it isn't too overpowering, too, you know, over full. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not very good with sausages anyway, really, because most of the time they're garbage. Except Linda McCartney's one, the vegetarian ones, they're bloody gorgeous, them are. See, my lady had a fetish for them when she was pregnant, that was her craving. What, veg- vegetarian sausage? <laughs> or sausage? <laughs> sausage in general. Um, they were pigs and blankets. But the problem was, we weren't actually near Christmas. So we're like, you're going down the supermarket, they're going, I need six boxes of pigs and blankets. You're going, well, I don't even think we've got one box in there. <laughs> so I was like driving around trying to find pigs and blankets everywhere buy box after box and put them in the freezer because she couldn't get enough of them yeah well if you, do you remember that when lad baby uh, was was on and he did a, he did a program when his missus was having the second baby and he was basically had a fetish for olives and at like three o'clock in the morning she was like nudging him up going i want, yeah, some, I want olives. some olives he's <laughs> like when we get olives at this time he's like filming himself driving around everywhere going where are we going to get olives from? <laughs> and then he basically like, had a, a, a thug figured out and goes, pizza. So we got knocked on Domino's and I've got olives. Like, ah. and they had Can I buy a bag off? And he basically had a pizza while she had her olives and she, he was like the hero of the day. But speaking of lad baby, he's broke records uh, last Friday because he, for the second time in a row, he's the Christmas number one. 
it's insane really it the is, song, is the song's <laughs> terrible but, <laughs> but I like it because it's for charity I like it and I think we'll do one next year we're going to do one charity charity <laughs> we'll do a charity single for this podcast I'll see if we can get number one and knock him Talking off about oat <laughs> <laughs> the best of it is when I work down south oh, I don't even know what an oat cake is <laughs> most down south don't know what a sausage and oat so they definitely, they definitely don't know what curry sauce or gravy is on a chip. <laughs> the thing is, this all started with Rage Against the Machine, didn't it? Years ago. Yeah, but they, 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 they were novelty, were they? And that song was crap at all. But that, don't you think it was all just a big game for trying to get rid of X Factor completely? Oh, I, do, I mean, the, the, the whole programme needs to die anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I know there's a lot of people who like it, there's a lot of people who think it's, it's, it's worth it. Now, I it's, think it's had its day anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's had its day. Strictly now. <laughs> Strictly all the way. It's sort of different every well, week. Well, Sarah Bond, Bondy is 48. She's asked. Right. I know, I've had it all scared on me. She's asked, what are you going to be watching at Christmas? The Strictly Special or no, something to do with Noel Edmonds? And I thought to myself, uh, has, has he got anything on this year? that <laughs> Nancy, Nancy. <laughs> and I thought. I thought to myself, I, I don't think Noel does it anymore, does he? Doesn't do, doesn't do his like Christmas specials anymore, does he? I think he did do one one year, but I, th- I mean normally because I go uh, the in laws, we watch uh, Top of the Pops, which is the year one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't bother with it. Which is on about two. Yeah. Which the problem is, what we find is because it's on Sky uh, Plus, as you go. Don't like that one, fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> don't like that one. Yeah. I don't um, like any of them. <laughs> what's that? Is any of us? No, never heard of it. <laughs> well, but, to be honest, normally it's like a bit of a tradition without even meaning to be a tradition. That's what I mean. It's Star Wars. And I'm not really a giant Star Wars fan, but, but for some reason it's always on at Christmas. And when I go around my mum's, for some reason, with mum and dad, it's always on. And go, yeah, go on, watch Star Wars. I'll tell you one, what, one tradition that's sort of died, and we always watched it Star Wars. Kid, no. <laughs> Um, no one watches it and I haven't seen it advertised for a while as uh, Jason and the Argonauts always love that film always watched it well I always watch Zulu at Christmas always watch Zulu without fail because I think it's one of my favourite films Ghostbusters I end up always watching at Christmas uh, I watched, like the, the other day I watched uh, Finding Neverland which is a, I love that film yeah. it makes me cry and blot like anything <laughs> and I'll tell you what I watched I watched that upside is it inside out or upside down yeah, or something yeah, that's picture out. one? I was in tears! <laughs> I was in tears when Bing Bong died! I was like, what's happened to me? You're one of them on Boxing Day, aren't you? Oh. Titanic on <laughs> seven hours <laughs> or whatever. I can remember one year when I decided, right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch um, Planet of the Apes, the original Chester Charlton Heston, that other one with him in, uh, uh, Benny. And I can remember, I looked up at the clock. Because I started watching about half eleven, looked at the clock, it was past six o'clock. I was half wasting my day watching Betty Charlton Eston. But I tell you what, that film still to this day, the Charlton Eston Planet of the Apes, even with the, the terrible monkey designs or ape designs, whatever it is, that film is still brilliant. Yeah, but the old ones are, aren't they? Because they. It was just how far-fetched it could get, the graphics on some of it, wasn't it? Well, it's not so much that, it's just that even though I've seen that scene over and over again, I'm sorry I'm going to ruin it for people if you haven't watched the original Planet but it's been out since the 60s, so it's your own fault. <laughs> You've got plenty of time. <laughs> it's basically that bit where he screams, when he sees the, the Statue of Liberty, 
and realises this is the future, he is home, he isn't, and it's like, no, and I'm still like, like, mesmerised, even though I've noticed, because it's, <laughs> it's, it it's the first time I'd watched it, and I thought, oh my god, that's that's brilliant, this is, you damn dirty ape, <laughs> it's a great film, there's loads of them like that, but when people define a Christmas film, for me, I think it's just wholesome stuff, but that bing bong death really got me. The thing is, there's always something on at night, isn't there, that you might have looked at a couple of days before and think, that's a great Christmas special, I'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, over the years, it's been some brilliant ones, haven't they? I mean, The Only Fools and Horses one years ago. Oh, look, I watch that every year, that's going to come up soon, that is. Yeah. But tonight, tonight, not long away now, we've got Gavin and Stacey Christmas bloody special. <laughs> I'm break your heart now, I've never seen it. Oh my <laughs> God, what is wrong with you? I, I just, I just haven't never watched it at all. What's the What's What's Everyone keeps telling me I need to watch it. Oh, it's amazing, absolutely amazing, Gavin and Stacey. It's, it's brilliant. Even though Gavin and Stacey are the worst thing in it, it's yeah, still, brilliant. still brilliant. It's still brilliant. Like the most pointless characters in the entire series are Gavin and Stacey because they're like, oh, get them off. <laughs> you've got like Ness, you've got Bryn, you've got James Corden, Smithy. Brilliant characters. The best part though is when, obviously the, the, the beginning bit where they, they go off and they have, a, they have a bit of a set along with the girls. And then second series, there's a bit where he goes, I think you told people what happened in that night. He goes, why? Because there was a bog brush with my name. <laughs> <laughs> I was in tears. It's so funny. It's such a good series. You have to watch it. I'm dead excited for this Christmas. I just hope I'm not disappointed. Really hope not. I tell you one thing that I haven't seen on for a while. It always used to be on Christmas Day. The Wallace and Gromit special as well. Oh yeah, what was it? yeah. What was it? Not them. Same makers. Once it creature comforts. Do you remember they used to do like oh yeah, I remember them. Yeah, the every year, for yeah. An hour yeah, it wasn't on that long. No. It wasn't on that long. So it was only about half an hour, fifteen minutes. I remember them. Yeah, yeah like, I, I used to always sit down and watch the Wallace and Gromit one, the one, yeah. the one to the moon. Loads um, of turkeys yeah. on Christmas Eve sitting around going, "Well, his numbers are up and stuff." What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, that's Chicken Run. Was that Chicken yeah, Run? Chicken, chicken Run's always on yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it's, 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 it'll be about. I end up sitting down watching it. I, I always go, and then I just love it because it's a good film. It is a good film. I always yeah. sit down enjoying it. So yeah, we've gone into that, we've gone proper into that, proper conversation about Christmas telly. But I still do miss not having Noel about. Because tonight you'd normally get crinkly bottom, wouldn't you, you get Noel on. Yeah. And, and I think the reason why Victoria's asked that question is because she thought Phil, I mean, Mr Blobby might have been back on the telly. That's, that's, <laughs> what, it, that's what it's here. That's He's what it's here. skills on, he looks a bit like <laughs> Oh, did I bring his name up for Christ's sake? Everyone's turned off now. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go into it now. So apparently you've got a quiz for me. I have. I don't know what prize I'm going to give you. You're going to have to give me a prize. <laughs> what, what do points make? Well, I've got some nail clubs out of a cracker. <laughs> I'm alright. <laughs> right, so we've got the big fat Christmas quiz of the year, which everybody at home can join in with. Is it a good one? Is it an easy one? Is it one that people at home are going to go, ooh? I think, I think some of the younger listeners will be alright with some of it, but there's a few big curveballs in there for you. Oh, that's because I'm... I'm it's good. I'm, I'm ready. I'm pumped. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I feel. I feel. I feel a bit scared though. I do feel a bit scared. It's like I'm being on, on a what's it called, Mister Blob? Mister Blobby. What's it called? <laughs> what's it, no, what's it called? Hey, no, no, old swan with the boxes. Oh, but with questions. <laughs> <laughs> How much I've done with you? I've had a few. I even had a Bailey's, and that's beneath me. Well, it's not like he wants to be a millionaire. I've got, you can't ask the audience. Ah, oh, too Shout out the window. Who are we asking that? 
Oh, you. <laughs> oh, you pass her by. That's a bit posh. How many times we beat Bale? <laughs> well, the first one's a nice and easy one for you. Oh, that's that's that. Well, let's go then, come on. In which year did Stoke City gain promotion to the Premier League? Well, it's a, it's a tough one, but I'd say 2008 to 2009 yeah. season. Okay, that's your first answer. That's your first answer. Uh, another easy one to start you with. Uh, what was the only major trophy that Stoke City had won in the 20th century? 20th century? Yeah. What's that mean? Well, we're in the 21st century now. Oh, yeah, we've only won. <laughs> well, well, what would your class as major? I mean, the Watney Cup's got me up there. It's, it's, it's a major on an ante. Stash Cup's in there. Well, the obvious question is it, it answers the only one we've ever won in the League Cup in 1972. Right, here's a nice one for you. What question is this? What number? This is number three. Number three. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Upon promotion into the Premier League for the first time, for how many years had Stoke City been absent from the top flights of English football? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'll go 26 years. Okie doke. It was the 80s, once it under Alan Durden when we went down. Long time. Basically, it was Coach's reign, wasn't it? Number four. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> in winning the League Cup in 1972, George Easton scored the winning goal. Who scored Stoke's first goal? Nice and easy one, that one. Uh, Terry Conroy. Okie doke. Number five. When they won promotion to the Premier League for the first time, which two other championship teams also gained promotion to the Premier League? It's a bloody tough one, that is. It's a tough one, but the answer is West Brom and Hull City. Okie doke. Who were trotted? Who were trotted out as Stoke's first Premier League opponents? First opponents? Yeah. Uh, Bolton Wonders. Now I've got a right tough one for number seven. You have to dig deep here. Who did Stoke play in the first round of the UEFA Cup in 1972? In 1972? Do you want me to give you a little clue? Give no, I know it is. In uh, 1972, that was Ajax. Okie doke. Or Kajislaven. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you going for? <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll go Ajax. I will go Ajax. No, it can't have been Ajax. It was yeah. It was Kaiserslautern because Ajax won the European Cup that year. Right, number eight. What knee-jerk reaction was precipitated by Stoke's loss in their very first Premier League game? Bookies to pay out. Okay, doke. Well, what not ball bookies? Which bookies was it? It's uh, not part of the question, but it, it is on there who the bookies was. I'm not, I'm not sure what bookies it was, but it was, yeah, the bookies paid out. Right, number nine. Who scored Stoke City's first Premier League goal? First Premier League goal? Oh, it's a tough one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we giving clues out on this quiz? Just a quick, the only clue we'll say is what position? Striker. Striker? Yeah. Fuller. Carlo Fuller. Uh, it's number 10. 
Stoke lost to which same team in two consecutive FA Cup semi-finals in 1971 and 1972? We don't like them. Arsenal. We were robbed both times as well. Right. Number 11. Stoke's first Premier League win was achieved against which team? Oh, I can remember it well. Remember the Shadibis 50 pence Eddie won in the game. 3 2, Aston Villa. That was quite an easy one, I thought. Yeah, it is an easy one. I mean, who's who, not going to remember that? Unless <laughs> he weren't born. <laughs> yeah, this one's, this one's not much better either, to be honest. Which famous Alan joined Stoke in 1974? Alan what? What? What's his. Which famous Alan? <laughs> joined Stoke in 1974. It's not a trick question. <laughs> <coughs> Alan Moore. Alan, what second it? name, Alan? Yeah. What? what second name? What, what's, the, what's the other bit of the name? What famous Alan joined Stoke in 1974? I feel like it's a trick question. It's not a trick question. Let me read it again. <laughs> Which famous Alan joined Stoke in 1974? I can't think of an Alan now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh, he's going to get done on this question. I can't believe it. 1974, Alan. Oh, Alan Hudson. He's having to be Alan Thompson, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Of course, it was Alan Hudson, 74. Yeah, Alan Hudson. <laughs> good, good, bloody hell, it's good you ever got that. <laughs> Right. Number 13. Number 13, here we We're go. Looking for some. Stoke lost only four times at the Britannia Stadium in their debut Premier League season. Which of the following was one of the teams who were unable to gun down the Potters at home? Were unable? Yeah. What a big team. Yeah. Arsenal. Right, number 14. Which team's unbeaten 29 match run was ended with a 3 2 defeat by Stoke in 1974? That's an easy one, that is. You haven't got a clue, have you? But I have. I sort of have, yeah, because of the eerie. Leeds. Leeds United. See, there's another one for the older people. Who scored the first Premier League goal at Stoke's Britannia Stadium, home ground? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. So it's 97. No, eight. first Premier League goal. Oh, first Premier League goal. Who scored it, what, the Britannia? Yep. That's a tough one. Um, I don't think it is. I'll go for Cardiff Fuller. Okay. Yeah, of course it was. We ran, we ran down the pitch, didn't he? And scored that purely, I think. <laughs> number 16 you always forget about the other two guys it's always you just remember Sadiq you, you just well. remember bits you don't remember the whole thing But I yeah. remember goals sometimes and then when I've looked back I've looked at them and gone oh we lost that game I can, what? I can remember a violent an absolute violent argument with two mates who were, who were Stoke fans at the time about when we, we lost to Arsenal and everyone said we, the winning goal was scored by Van Persie and I was going, no, it was Gail Clichy. They were going as if he'd scored, but it was Gail Clichy. Yeah. Right, what are we on now? Right, number 16. 16. Whose career ended in a car accident on the 22nd of October 1972? It's uh, another easy one, the late, great, rest in peace, Sir Gordon Banks. Yeah. 
I can't really do that. It can't be, that's an easy question about ruins. This one's alright and all. Who's long throw crea creating fear in opposing teams? Defences became a primary weapon for Stoke's debut season. Oh, go without question, it's Nick Powell and see <laughs> No, sorry, that's obviously <coughs> the great Rory Delap. Right. And finally, number 18. Well, have we got a few more? We might have a few bonus ones here. What dramatic event happened in January 1976 causing the breakup of the Stoke team of the early 70s? A day that was an imp for me, the stand blew down. Yeah. Stand blew down, we had to sell those best players, we had to sell Peggy, Greenoff, and a few others at the time. Terrible time. Right, that's it for the quiz. So let's go through the answers. Let's go through the answers because we know we've got them all right. Can so. you remember all your answers? No. <laughs> Told you get a pen. <laughs> well, that backfired because we had to go back through it to listen to my answers because we forgot. You did write them down. Yeah, well, we've got them down now, we've got them all here, so. You know, I've got all 18 right, so it's all well, Is that all you think we've done? I think we've got them all right, yeah. To be honest. The only ones I'm not sure on is, I know I've got no of that Kaiser Slouten one and Ajax one's got on my head, because I'm not sure which way round it is. <laughs> and uh, I think one of the fuller ones might be wrong, but I think so far I've got them right. I think there are quite a few listeners who've got them all right. The, yeah, well, it wasn't too bad a quiz. Right, so start number one. When did Stoke gain promotion? I went to 809. Yeah. That's Come on, right. so that's what straight away we're on to a start. Right, number two uh, was uh, which only major trophy did we win in the 20th Wally century? Wally Cup, obviously. <laughs> League Cup. Yeah, that's that one, right. Right, number three. This is a mark, I got this one actually. On promotion into the Premier League for the first time, how many years had Stoke been absent from the top flight? You I went 26. It's 23. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh, too close though. Right, in number four, uh, in winning the League Cup in 1972, um, George scored the winning goal, who scored Stoke's first goal. You said. Terry Conroy. That is Terry Conroy. Number five, who else won promotion with Stoke, um, the year we gained promotion? Uh, West Brom and Hull. Yeah, that's that run right. It was Stoke's first opponent, number six. Uh, Bolton. Bolton Wanderers. Right, here's the one you worried about. I know it's Ajax. Who did Stoke play the first round of the UEFA Cup in 1972? And you said Kaiser Slaughton. Mm, I know it's Ajax. It's Kaiser Slaughton. It's a concussion! <laughs> Get in! <laughs> right, number eight. What knee jerk reaction? was made on Stoke's first loss in the Premier League. Yeah, Bukis to pay out. Yeah, and it was Paddy Power. Paddy, I thought it was Paddy Power, yeah. Yeah. Who scored Stoke's first Premier League goal? Now this one threw me out a bit because I wasn't sure at all. <laughs> so I went with Ricardo Fuller. And it is Ricardo Fuller. That's it. I think Cusick had a, quite a great chance in that as well. He hit the ball, I think, Kitson in that game. That's what I was worried about. I was worried that it was. I was yeah. worried that that was Kitson, but then realised at the last minute that he didn't score for months. Number ten was Stoke lost to which same team in two consecutive FA Cup semi-finals? Arsenal. And it was Arsenal. Seventy-one, seventy-two. Um, beating Stoke two 0 in the replay and two-one in the following. Absolutely year. robbed. 
So, right, Stoke's first Premier League win was achieved against... Aston Villa, everyone yeah. knows that one. Which Allen? Who? Tony Allen. Allen Hudson. Allen Hudson, which was quite a major coup, really, for us from Chelsea. A very big coup. It was probably the biggest signing in, in England at the time that was for him to come Stoke. That was like getting. We tried to get Peter Osgood as well. I know, yeah, just missed out on Peter Osgood. The only reason he didn't want to come was because his wife didn't want to move all the way up north. Yeah. Until the reason he went to Southampton over Stoke. Imagine, imagine that Stoke side in the yeah. mid-70s if we had Osgood up front, because that's yeah. where the problem was for me. We had a getting on, rest in peace, John Ritchie, who was, he was in his mid-30s at that time. Yeah. So imagine what we would have been with Osgood and Hudson as well. Right, number 13. Stoke lost only four times in the, at the Britannia in the debut season, which was the following team to be unable to gun down the Potters. Yeah, but that's, that could be any of the four, though. That's that's the thing of that when when it, that's well, not got a good quite question. a detailed answer this. So if you want, once you give us your answer, I'll well, give you, as I said, it was a big side. Went with Arsenal because they lost to us at home. Right, didn't it they? was Arsenal. Get it. Um, in the Premier League season, Stoke were defeated at home by Man United one nil, Chelsea two nil, Everton three two, and West Ham United one nil. Stoke defeated Arsenal one nil. But Arsenal, nicknamed the Gunners, took their revenge with a 4-1 win at the Emirates on the final day of the season. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that, yeah. Number 14, which team's unbeaten 29-match run was ended by Stoke in a 3-2 defeat for Leeds? The mighty dirty Leeds. Leeds, yeah. 5-1, I think it was as well, we actually battered. 3-2, it was. It was when Brian Clough was in charge, wasn't it? Or was it not Brian Clough? So Leeds were 2-0 up in that game. Oh, no, it wasn't Brian Clough, it would have been yeah. Revy then. And Stoke equalised with Pedic and Hudson before Danny Smith grabbed the winner. What the hell, back line going in? Leeds still <laughs> went on and won the title. Yeah, they won the title, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it would have been Don Revy then. Here's one that threw you, number 15, who scored the first Premier League goal at Stoke's <sighs> Britannia Stadium. That one threw me out, that one, because <laughs> I can't remember at all. I, I'm going to go with Fuller, but I've got a bad feeling Fuller was the second goal, equaliser. I can't remember who scored the first. But you give that clue of what position it was, and you said striker. So the only one I could no, think. No, 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 that was for the other question. That was for the Bolton question. Not for this question. All right, and so I've probably got this wrong. But yeah, <laughs> I went with Ricardo Fuller. Yeah, it was Liam Lawrence. Ah, oh, penalty. I can remember now. Yeah. That, didn't they have a penalty first? Yeah, it went to it went one nil. Then yeah, we got the penalty, and then it went yeah. two one. Then Fuller scored that purely, and then Sadibi scored. I think the eighty fifth minute to win it. Yeah, I mean it's quite funny because it still makes me laugh because it says here um, Liam wrote his name in Potter's history books for the thirtieth minute penalty against Aston Villa. He also achieved another uh, mention by subsequently missing much of the season through an injured ankle. Sustained through tripping over his dog. I know. Which we'll never forget, really. Well, that's going to be one of the funny stories in <laughs> later on, I'd probably say. Yeah. Right, so I've got two wrong now. Right. Whose career ended in a car accident? Uh, Banks. Banks, yeah. Number 17, the long throw specialist. Nick Powell. <laughs> no, we're already to laugh. <laughs> and finally, number 18 was. Stan Blue Down. Stan Blue Down. 
So to be fair, I only got two out of the eighteen wrong. Yeah, which is not. I, I was quite the fuller one. I just couldn't remember. But the the twenty six one, I, I, I knew it was twenty odd. Was it Lawson who scored for Villa in that game? It was one two. Can you remember Danish centre off? I thought their first was a penalty. I can't. I thought, I, I've feeling, got a funny feeling it was John. Well, it was we got brought down. It was one or the other. I've got a funny feeling it was a John Crew goal. The first one. Yeah, so that's a good quiz. I think people have enjoyed it and been your big fat quiz of the year. It added brilliantly. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> you'll get in touch on the potters and see if anyone's got any more. Someone will say, You're terrible, go all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an odd. Some of them were odd, some of them were quite easy. It was quite good. Which Alan, I'm going to find another question about which John or <laughs> which John scored for Stoke? Yeah, yeah, it's a good quiz. Right, so it's time for. A very special time of year. It's time for Mark's Christmas story time. <laughs> right then, so what's the happy jingleish Christmas story for this week? Well, well, this year. We've been accused of being a little bit negative about Stoke, but I've got a good Christmas. Well, that's what I want a bit of Christmas cheer. Let's, let's, let's fill people's hearts in. Let's go back four years. Was that it? Four years we've been back. story from 1890. No, because it was just a great, great Christmas for Stoke fans. Because on Boxing Day we had Man United. Oh yeah. And we won 2-0. Oh, well, And yeah. then we went to Everton and had an absolute blinder, as far as I'm concerned. Out of 4-3. Yeah, and we saw one of the best goals I've seen. Away from home anyway. Oh, when well, no, I only passed it in the net from the penalty. Sh- Shakiri did that chip. He didn't him. mean that for the love of the money. <laughs> <laughs> he was bad as Alan Shearer. <laughs> he didn't mean that because he was looking the opposite way for a kick off. <laughs> what a change there in four years. Oh, how, yeah. How much we were flying. That, that was probably the last days of happiness, really, as a Stoke fan. There was that that Christmas time. Yeah. I can remember it was Charlie Adam who got the winner. Was it Charlie um, who scored twice? No, it was. Um, Shakiri scored twice. Oh, wow, uh, yeah, that second uh, one. He deflected, didn't he? And he hit it again. On the see, jo- I thought Jocelyn scored the winner, but it says here only got the penalty at the end. I think it was a penalty at the end. Gorley scored twice. No, Shakiri scored. Yeah. Twice. Jocelyn made it three. Oh, Gorley scored no. the penalty. No, it's all about the United one. It was that only twice. Yeah, so. I remember he hit the ball once from the free kick and he hit somebody in the wall and then he just ran and volleyed it in the in the back of the net and to be honest I, I was a bit critical of Arnie when he left because he is he is a wolf at times he is a snake he's, he just goes out for money but I tell you what he's got he's given Stokes fans some good memories he has yeah. and he kept us in the Premier League for, for two years in my opinion I mean when you look at the side though he wasn't great apart from like the odd one or two I mean Bojan started Arnie Afalai Shakiri, Whelan Cameron Peters, Wolshard, Shawcross, Johnson, Butland. I mean, there's only three on the whole starting eight, including subs, that's still there. Juve, Shawcross, and Butland. Everyone else has left mm. in four years. And well, a few have retired off that list, haven't they? I mean, Glenn Wheeler, he's in Scotland now. Johnson's isn't he? retired, hasn't he? Mm, Johnson's Wolshard's retired. Peters is at Burnley. Yeah, sitting in Burnley's bench, yeah. Um, Cameron. He's at QPR, he's playing well at QPR apparently as well. Whelan? Yeah, uh, Whelan's at Abanian, Scotland. Is he? Mm, he's been there all season, yeah. Shakiri's 
stealing 11 at Liverpool. <laughs> he's getting on. Many trophies. I mean, he's now world champion. A Champions League winner. A Champions League winner from the bench. <laughs> he's like the new David May. Well, speaking of world champions, there's a story that's come out that we're going to have to talk about, which I think is probably the biggest zero to hero story you're ever going to get. And that is that a man's gone for him being released by Middlesbrough. Well, playing through Rochdale, yeah. being released by Middlesbrough after the loan spell to go on to become a world champion goalkeeper at 39, I think he is. And not even have to kick a ball. And not even have to play in goal. No. And that is Andrew Lonigan. Yeah, so that, that, I'd say. Well, I mean, he's, he's just got a good agency. Yeah, well, he has, yeah. <laughs> what, what a story, though, to basically go from Rochdale to becoming a world champion football player. Have you ever been Rochdale? Yeah, it's not very nice. It just rains. <laughs> That's why they were having floods in Rochdale, it just constantly rains. And then he stood up and looked and thought, my career's gone so bad. <laughs> and then it doesn't because he goes and becomes a world champion. Yeah. For, to his keeper at and you do know that he'll tell that story to his grandkids <laughs> all the time. Well, what's he going to tell? I was there sitting on that chair there. watching. <laughs> Halfway through, give the lads some bottles because of the humidity over there. <laughs> <laughs> it was well saying that it was like a monsoon, wasn't it? Before it nearly was got cancelled. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's that's fun. a great story from football, though. That it, it is. I liked it. I think it's good, even though because he's 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 had a he's had a long career long again, hasn't he? I mean, yeah. like when he, I, I remember him at Preston, he was there a long time at Preston. Yeah. He played in like the Championship and that for ages as a number one, but then towards the end, he's become a number two. Had like loan stint, see you. Well, the thing is, Shaqiri's got a lot, of, a lot of stick for going to Liverpool and not playing when, at the end of the day, he's probably at the peak of his career where he could go anywhere. But it, you can't really deny someone at that age mm. as Liverpool come knocking yeah. and go, yeah, I'll go. He's <laughs> like Scott Carson going Liverpool at Man City. Yeah. He's not going to play, but you might as well go, aren't you? Well, you win trophies, don't you, yeah. in this future. Keep it, it happens all the time where they go, yeah, he's, he's a title. And I, I think it's Adrian didn't go, didn't it? And he replaced Adrian as backup keeper. Yeah. Because I think something to do with the FA Cup, once or League Cup, where they had, where they got battered by Villa and decided yeah, well, to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so, so Lonergan goes on and becomes a world champion. While what's his name, Adrian becomes a does a five 0 defeat at Villa. A bit disappointing. Yeah, it, it's like I say, it's a, it's a great story from football. I mean. Nice warm Martin. Yeah, we well. don't see many of them anymore, but yeah, I mean, our Christmas is going to be a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, uh, really. at the moment, you can't get any worse, could it, at the moment? I mean, we've got Sheffield Wednesday next, to the fly. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, well, it wouldn't surprise me if Stoke won that game. I know. At the moment, I can't, I can't judge at the moment watching Stoke. I, I can't judge what's going to happen. To be honest, it's that it's that bad at the moment. They they could win, they could lose. I don't know. I really like before. Sometimes before you could think, yeah, we, we'll get a result there. We, we might do okay. Now it's I haven't got a clue. Just whatever turns up, really. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I mean, that says a lot about this Everton game from 2015. The two midfielders, Affleck and Glenn Whelan, 95% pass completion in that game. That's how good Whelan was. Maybe he just went unnoticed sometimes. Whelan Wheel, was a great player of Stoke, well, and we almost. Worst, one of the worst mistakes we, we did was let him go, let for, him go yeah. at the time. At the, at the time, I thought it was a great decision. I thought, yeah, it's time to move him on, but he, he played some good football for Villa. He still had it in him 
and we let him well, go. We promotion, didn't they? We, we, didn't, we didn't replace him, did we? No. And it's his own fault, really. But anyway, it's getting a bit downbeat. Let's go back to the happiness. Well, I'll tell you a good story, another Christmas story, was when Pulis met Beatty in the shower. Well, there was... Uh, Walking in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, reports were Tony Pills was naked, James Beatty was demanding a Christmas party, which is why it's in the Christmas story, and he went over Swift Edward and said, Do as you're told, son. <laughs> he really, really wanted a beer, didn't he? <laughs> well, I mean, one person you don't probably annoy is Tony Pills, hard nosed, non league player in his day. We did have some stories, didn't we, that he's come out of Stoke? It's oh, like yeah. Liam Lawrence one, isn't it? Yeah, little Liam Lawrence. Yeah, Trip Dewey's dog. I think that was Christmas time as well, wasn't it? How big was his dog? I think it must have been a big dog, top of the star. I don't think it was that. I think he, he, there's something more he to that. He's done something stupid, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he done something stupid in the club edit. And, uh, sex oh, games yeah, or something. <laughs> <laughs> on a sex swing or something got clocked. Yeah. I don't know. He's either wheelbarrow around the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Someone recorded it. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny story. I mean, James Beatty one. Because it, it was a bit, it's like a story of infamy. Like whenever a Stoke player was on soccer, yeah, and they asked the question to that player. I think yeah. Glenn Whelan's been caught. Lawrence has goals on Sunday. I yeah. think they all got caught they out. They all get man. caught out. Crouch said it, and like the story slowly developed over time. That it was because of James Beatty was demanding a Christmas party because he thinks the family should have him. And Peelis was like, "No, we work hard, work hard, <laughs> <laughs> and, and get the results in." And basically, came down to a swift headbutt. And that was the end of BT. <laughs> it was the wrong year of BT, wasn't he? Should have played in the 80s. Went <laughs> pub before the game. <laughs> well, if you go back to like the 60s and 70s, there used to be games on Christmas Day. Yeah, which is amazing. Really. I, I think it'd be great having a game on Christmas Day, getting out of the house for, for the day and all that kind of stuff. It's, I think it's, it, traditions sort of do die a bit, don't they, really? And they change it to Boxing Day rather than Christmas Day. Well, Boxing Day was always supposed to be Football Day, wasn't it? Everybody well, had yeah, a yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot, what, it was a clever football. idea. It was a clever idea. Point Boxing Day. I mean, I'm going to look forward to it this year because I think it's three years before it's, um, since we played since we played the term on Boxing Day. So it's, it is an enjoyment. But the problem is now it's. I think we're away on New Year's as well, aren't we? So th that's it now. It's just Boxing Day and yeah, and, and then <coughs> more away games. Yeah, and I think obviously going forward for the pod, it's going to be a lot of transfer talk now, isn't there, over the next few weeks? Yeah, it's game. Yeah, um, yeah. Because obviously, this is make or break now, isn't it? And well, um, that's what the fans can't add the frustration anymore. The the amount of stuff I've seen. I mean, normally we lose a game, people would go, "That's not good. That's not good." That's now there's so much stuff on on social media about Stoke. Well, this, God, is, why, nuts. this is where we're going to go into the next segment. Now it's called Christmas Wish, and as the as the January window's coming close, now we've got. He's, Michael O'Neill's made it quite clear he wants to bring in two new signings. Who's on your Christmas wish list? Don't go nuts now and say Ronaldo and Messi. <laughs> We're in financial fair play. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? I, I saw somebody write the same thing as I've been thinking. Is that I'd sort of more prefer if the, the poison that's in the squad left and we played the youngsters. Because the reality is, I don't want them to look at... I don't want it to be, like I've said before, at the beginning, Nathan Jones turned around and said, we get four players, I have to choose between what we can afford. I don't want another four players come in and it'd be like, well, they were only Michael O'Neill's third choice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, the thing is, what, what frightens me, why I'm not so angry about it, is I just get the feeling that it's going to happen to Michael O'Neill again. 
I think what they're doing is, is when managers are coming to Stoke for interviews, we're selling them this, well, we're a bit clubbing with this and with that. But then the reality is, once they're through the door, it's like, well, you can't have it, you can't have it, we can't really afford his wages, we can't do this. And I just get that same feeling that's going to happen to Michael O'Neill, and I just think, well, we're not going anywhere fast. Why don't we just let the kids have a go? Well, I'll tell you what, you've brought the mode down a bit now, so we're going to go right back up with... <laughs> Get Jarmison, he's the greatest player in the station. <laughs> Funny enough, his contract runs out at the end of the season. Oh, no. So what I'm going to say is now, so you've got you've got two players you can bring in, any position on the pitch, anywhere, ever. two signings go. Oh, that's tough, that. I'd go low market from the Premier League. Well, we'll start with me first. Um my first signing would be Jared Bowen for him, Hull City. Right sided midfielder. We'd have to spend some money. Well, yeah, so it costs money, yeah. but I think if we want to ever really be serious and get back in the Premier League, we have to go for it. I think there's no put all this scaremongering about financial fair play and that. It's a load of rubbish. Villa spent have spent millions. Nottingham Forest have been spending millions every year, and they, they no one's knocking on their door for financial fair play. No, it's a load of rubbish for me. I mean, if we want to go, we need a, we need a winger like him, who's got goals in him, but also can create. Fantastic right winger, quick, moves it well, naturally left footed, but he's apparently decent with his right as well. That'd be my first signing. Yes, you're probably talking between 10 and 15 million, but I think if we can sell Jack Butland and Joe Allen, it'll cover that. Yeah. If we can get 15 million pounds for Joe Allen, we should shove it straight on Jared Bowie, get him, get him away from home, get him in the stoke shirt. Yeah. Because it would massively improve our team. Simple as that. Right, who's your first? I'm going to go for one that I've seen come down stoke this season. Um, I don't think it's completely out of the realms of impossibility, but is that uh, easy at QPR? Oh yeah, I can't remember his name. Eberichi Easy. Easy, yeah. Powerful, quick. A good player. The thing is, it's not having like a target man, but he's both. He can shift as well. Yeah, he's a good count. He he caused us no end of problems. (coughs) He's Um, he's very strong. He's a good player. Very good player. Yeah. I mean, he's only, he's got nine goals this season at QPR. I mean, he's not been too bad. I mean, he's on the young lad as well. Um, so he's only twenty-one. Yeah, he's always a young. So lad, you, could, yeah. you, you could look at it as somebody that maybe in a couple of years will be at his peak. But he's a very good player. He, he could very well handle Premier League football with, with a canter. For me, he's he, strong, gifted with the ball, but he's got a finish on him as well. Yeah. Right. Secondly, it's a big call, but I still think we need. I still think we need a centre half, but I'm just going to say Ryan Brewster from Liverpool. He's Ryan only Brewster. played four games this season. Could we get him in on loan for six months? Well, there's no harm in trying to get him, is there? I mean, if he, he's not playing regular for Liverpool, is he? No. Um, I think he had a loan spell at Berry last season or something like that. But he's only what 19, 20. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a young lad. He could be exactly what we need up front. Somebody with a bit of pace. I'd prefer to put him on the wing rather than as a striker because I think he might be a bit too young for that. But as a winger, I think he's got pace being. That's exactly what we're missing up front. Well, thing is, it comes back to what we just said about the Everton game. The Everton game, we were terrible at defending in that game, mm. but we were that deadly going forward. Mm. Maybe instead of us worrying too much about the defence, 
let's start putting the ball in the back of the net a bit. Mm. Because at Barnsley, we couldn't really defend in that game. But we knew where the net was in that game. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Do you know what I mean? We'll score more than you. Well, it could be the Kevin Keegan way, whatever he's doing now. Right, Went Matt. somewhere. <laughs> I'll quit. <laughs> I'll quit that. <laughs> Probably just goes in as a milkman or something the day after. Quit in there. Right, my second choice is... Uh, I forgot his name. Um, ben Pearson in Preston. Yeah, you've talked very highly. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I think he's a brilliant midfielder. He's, he's, he's like, for me, he, he's just a Royals Royce of a midfielder for me. I, I'm surprised he's still at Preston. I really am surprised he's still there. I can remember when we played away and we're in the pub watching him, and he, he just completely controls the game wherever he plays. He, he, he holds the ball up, he supports the defence, but passes that, sprays that ball round like it's like it's an ease. Yeah. Just, just really need that somebody in, in the holding midfield so we can get rid of cousins and put somebody with real quality in that position. Because I think if we get a good winger in. Like Bowen, who can race up that wing, swing balls in, we'd get more out of Sam Vokes. Because the thing is with Sam Vokes, he isn't an old up man. He can't hold the ball up. But one thing he's good at is finishing. If you get him in a position where he just has to finish, yeah. you'll get goals from Sam Vokes. The problem is we haven't got wingers that can do that. So if you bring Jared Bowen in and you get a midfielder that can help that defence properly and take the pressure off by not wasting the possession, yeah. We're into a winner. I think. I think the biggest thing for me as well is, is when you we've we've sat and looked at people you could bring in who are realistic and stuff. But there's lots of players in the championship that, for me, they might not be the best player, but I still think they could do a better job than what we've got. There's a lot of players. There's a lot. Do you know what I mean? Even as daft as I'll, I'll put it out there, but I still he still think he'd do a better job than Gregory as Naki Wells at QPR. I, th- I think the problem is, is uh, there's, there's a snobbery at Stoke, isn't there? So when we came down, it was like, oh, we're not having him, he's not good enough. Yeah. Oh, we're not having him. And then and then this season, we did the complete opposite. Is he free? We'll have him, we'll have him. Yeah. Because the fact is that the, 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 the club don't, the, the owners don't like that we've wasted money and we're losing money because we've dropped down a division. But they don't, but instead of, after one season of going for it, instead of going, come on, let's get ourselves definitely back in the Premier League, they've yeah. given up. Yeah. They've completely given up and gone, right, let's get free transfers in, let's stable these wages. We'll go nowhere near the Premier League again in the next next ten years. It's sort of gone from one extreme to the other, hasn't yeah, really it's got it's way. gone from stupidity to silliness now. It's it's just how it is. I mean, them players that I've put in should have been signed in the first season we went down. Should have got Bowen in instead of in, so we should have got Pearson in instead of uh, Ryan Woods or Klukas. But the fact is we decided to waste money, bring in squad players rather than quality. Ben Pearson's the first man on the pitch at Preston Hull first man on the team sheet is, is Jared Bowie yeah. that's why I, I want to bring him in yeah yeah I can't deny that mate yeah so now uh, there we go then so is, is there anything else you want to add on to the Christmas special well just wish everybody have, has a, a, a Merry Christmas yeah I hope everybody yeah I hope everybody has a good Christmas I hope everyone has plenty of drink and enjoys yourself not too much drinking if you're driving make sure you don't drink so it's a Get an Uber, <laughs> cheap enough. Except, except Will taxes. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Taxes are bloody pricey. I only found that out for. Where do you want to go, mate? Uh, just a mile down the road. Thirty quid. Thirty quid. <laughs> I'll leave that. So anyway, yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends about us and hope you enjoy this. Well, it's the first Christmas special, so you're privileged if you're in it. So have a good Christmas, Tara. All the best. <laughs>